Well, the title of my message today is Safe Place. Safe Place. And as that song so beautifully described, a place that is safe. Um, I believe that the Bible's real clear. I mean, it's really clear what that safe place is. There is a safe place for you and I to live in and to exist in. And um, just imagine yourself finding some little room to go into. You know, the, right here on the side, there's a, there's a room about the length of this pretty narrow. There's no windows in it. You could go in that room and close that room and think, you know, I'll just stay in here for the rest of my life and be safe. Maybe, but really boring. Hmm? I mean, really boring. Safe place. Well, okay, so, or I could, you know, things haven't been easy, and so I could go and I could go move somewhere and move back with, you know, maybe a family member, and I'll just, I'll just live with them and be safe. Maybe. But the safe place we're talking about today is not something that is in the natural that you build or you live in or you some bunker somewhere or some underground place. I mean, there's, there's not any place on planet Earth that they can't find you today. You can't hide anywhere on planet Earth. Hmm? <laughs> the satellites got you covered. They're watching us right now. You know, they see us everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's a camera. Don't think you'll ever, you know. Don't pick your nose in the wrong place because they will see you. <laughs> it's everywhere. You can't hide anywhere. And there's a lot of information today telling us that things aren't very safe on planet Earth. A lot of bad things going on, a lot of st stuff happening to people, a lot of injustices that are happening. So there's no safe place anywhere. So the safe place that we're talking about in Scripture is not something in the natural that you go find. And the safe place isn't necessarily directly related to the spirit realm. safe place we're talking about tonight, today, has to do with your mind, your soul. And it's, it's indirectly related to the spirit realm because you'll never gain victory and find the safe place in your mind if you're not connected to the spirit but this isn't really even a spiritual thing because spiritually you're already safe hmm? safe you've already slid into home it's done you're safe but there's a safe place in the soul that most people don't live in most people have never really tapped or touched or experienced and uh, 
And when I say that, I mean most Christians have never tapped the safe place in their minds. Proverbs 29 and 25, kind of a, this in Psalm 91 are my foundation scriptures just for this message this morning. But Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. One translation says, will live in a safe place. Will live in a safe place. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall live in a safe place. Psalm 91 and verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord that He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust, and surely... Surely, say that. He shall deliver you from the snare. He shall deliver you from the snare. Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man, the fear of man brings a snare. What's a snare? It's a trap. It's a trap that's been set. It's a trap that's been set to capture you, to hold you back. I just have this vision of just, you know, animal traps, you know, that, that are wide open. An animal steps in it, closes up like so. I just, I just think of traps. And, you know, they're, they're, there can be traps out there, and you can be out in the, in the wild, and somebody's set traps, and the only way to keep yourself from getting caught in the trap is to do what? Trip it. Throw something in there and trip the trap so it shuts and it doesn't get you. And so this morning, I just want to talk for a few minutes about tripping the traps of the soul that keep you from living in a safe place. Tripping the traps of the soul that keep you from living in a safe place. God wants you to live and exist in this safe place. Psalm 91 says, I want to read that again in verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place, he who, in other words, makes his abode and, and, and it becomes, that secret place becomes a home. You know, right now, all of us live in homes somewhere. You live somewhere. But you're not there. So you left there to come here. And when you get done here, wherever else you'll go do, it may not be till tonight, but then you'll go back in that dwelling place. But I want you to kind of remove that picture because what God wants is for this dwelling place of the soul to be something you never leave. You don't leave it and then come back to it. You, you don't... You don't come in here and listen to me preach and your soul gets challenged and then you leave here and forget it. You take it with you wherever you go. That safe place is something like a bubble over your head. Like something that, you know, 
comes down over you and it doesn't leave your soul. And I want to talk about today what's in the secret place that empowers you to trip the traps that get set in our lives from the fear of man and all that that entails. There's, when we talk about the fear of man, it's not just about being afraid of somebody, but what it is, what it, what it represents is something that you honor or pay more attention to than you do the fear of God. In other words, what people say and their opinions become more real to you and more impacting in your life than what God says. Because, see, when I tell you something from the Word today, the difference is nobody's going to follow you to the house to make sure that you took this serious. But if you go to work and someone says something to you and you fear what they say, in other words, you, you take what they say serious and, and it doesn't mean that you don't want to honor people, but we don't want to honor people and not honor God. We don't want to take people serious and actually almost be afraid of people and not have a reverence of how true that God is to His Word. If His Word says that by His stripes you're healed, then in that secret place where we're to make our abode is where healing is. It's where it resides. Because I can tell you that you're healed, but if you believe you're sick, you'll believe what you think over what I say. See? But what matters is not just what I say to you. It's if I'm telling you the truth today about this place, and you don't leave here and do something with it and take it serious and meditate on some of the things that I'm saying to you today, if you don't do anything with that, and it goes in one ear and out the other ear, then nothing's going to change. Because every one of us today sitting here, have soulish traps that have been set for us that our foot's been caught in there. And soulishly, we're being held in bondage to certain ways of thinking that God wants to deliver us from. Holy Spirit wants to come and open that trap and get, your, get the way you've been caught, get you out of that thinking and into a place which is the secret safe place to where when traps get set, they get tripped before you get caught because you don't give any place to what man says that goes contrary to what God says. In other words, you don't put the value in what man says and what man tries to do. You put value in what God says. There's two verses of Scripture, one in the Old and one in the New, that say the exact same thing. One is found in Psalm 118 and verse 6. <clears throat> Psalm 118 and 6 says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And then in 
Hebrews 13 and verse 6. The New Testament account of that verse is actually just quoted from this passage. 13 and 6. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is our helper, I will not fear. Notice question mark, what can man do to me? What can man do to me? Who can answer that question for you? Nobody but you. What can man do to me? Actually, people find themselves all the time spending more time talking about what people or what situations can do to them and affect them and work against them than them talking about what God says is so. And and the more you talk about the fear of man and what man can do, the more you believe that. See, in, in, this, in this passage, in Psalm 118, the Lord is on my side. New Testament said, the Lord's my helper. Who is the helper? Holy Spirit. <laughs> See, New Testament, he went from just being on our side to being our helper. And he's not the one that fixes everything and does everything, but he'll help you to do whatever needs to be done. He'll help you. He'll come alongside you and stand with you and reveal to you. And that's that place of the secret place that comes over us and that safe place that comes over us that we can live in and remain in all the days of our life. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of what men can do. We don't have to be moved by what the news says that is happening on planet Earth. I don't, I don't, I'm not telling you to ignore reports and things that are out there, but we don't have to be moved by those things because if God said, if God said whatever he has said, then let God be true and every man be found to be a liar. All I want is what God says. Can you live in a bubble like that? Can you live on planet Earth and not ignore and not, you know, act like, you know, you don't live here? Don't, don't act like you don't live here. Just act like you're not moved by what around here says. Don't act like and don't, don't tell people or say things like, well, you know, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't obey the laws of the land. No, they'll throw you in jail. I mean, if you want a jail ministry, just don't obey the laws of the land and they'll, they'll just throw you in jail and you do your thing. I'm not talking about that. See, see, part of, part, one little season in my born-again life, I got really moved by what people were doing. And so I began to kind of pull away from the laws of the land and obeying certain things because I was obeying the word. You know, I'm obeying the higher authority, so I'm not going to obey the laws of the land. You know, and I, I one day started talking to my wife about not paying taxes anymore and not doing this, not getting the driver's license and, you know, forget all this and let's just act like we're not going to be on planet Earth. You know, we went through a little season like that, you know, and she was, she was thinking about maybe divorcing me or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> no, <clears throat> but, but it, so, so I got r- real into those kind of things. But, but here's the deal, okay? I'm not even saying that the information that I got, I'm not even saying that it was, I, 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 no, I'll say it like this. 
I promise you, the information I got was justifiable. All the things that they were saying to me that I read, yeah, that's true. It was truth based on what they said. But what happened was I got my focus on how to navigate my life around the laws of the land and people instead of staying focused on God and letting God navigate me where I needed to go. See, I don't, I don't want to live in a place where I'm always in, in fear this and, oh my gosh, they're going to get me and I made this decision and God, I'm going to trust you. No, you're not. No, you're in fear. You're in fear of man because you've allowed the information of the world to navigate you around all the obstacles in life. How many, how many know that there are obstacles today in life? I mean, there are obstacles everywhere. And I don't know about you, but I've tried to navigate around obstacles, and, and they always overtake me. But as I've allowed the Holy Spirit to lead me and navigate my life, see, I can obey the laws of the land. It's amazing how I can obey the laws of the land with joy, even, even knowing that some of the laws are not right. So see, when someone comes to me, yeah, but what about this? I know, I know, I've read it. I've sought that. I've, I've gone after that. I, I, I got all wrapped up in that. I'm telling you, when you're wrapped up in all that stuff, you can't hear the voice of God. And so when they came to Jesus and they said, okay, so, so what, do we, what do we do about taxes? And Jesus said, give me that coin. Who's on the coin? Caesar. Okay, pay Caesar with Caesars. You know what he was saying was? What he was saying was, don't get wrapped up in the affairs of life to the point you can't hear me and you can't be led by me for me to reveal to you and navigate your life in a way that I will cause you to live above those situations. I'll cause you in supernatural ways to live above that stuff. Don't get yourself so focused that you can't hear me and you can't live in this secret place. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust in, and He delivers me from the snare. Not me trying to trip all the traps and... I mean, trying to be good enough and, you know, and trying to work my way this way, that way, left and right, and try, trying to keep myself out of this and work my way out of this. I mean, you get to the point where you just get overwhelmed and so frustrated. You feel like you could just, you know, wow. Along the way, God will reveal to you some things that you need to do, some stands that you need to take. See? He'll show you things that you need to get behind. He'll reveal to you things that are really important to him that he wants you to stand on his word and not give in to the things in the natural and not be intimidated by people or men or anything else. He'll reveal things for you to take a stand for. If we're always just listening to reports out there and from different people and telling us this and we don't hear God for ourselves and we don't hear God collectively with people that we're connected to, then what will happen is we get deceived. And you end up finding yourself falling into a ditch on one side or the other, 
and, and not being able to obey the voice of God. I'm, I'm telling you today, there is a secret place and a safe place in God that soulishly and mentally you're not tormented in. The Bible says, the Bible says, when you're in fear of man, you're in torment. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18 says, when you're, when you fear man, your soul is tormented. Tormented. You're constantly in torment. You're constantly in fear or afraid of something. I was with my brother one day years ago, and he's just a, he's got all kinds of toys and fast cars and fast motorcycles, and he just drives fast. He just, he only knows one speed, and it's really fast, you know? And we were driving down the freeway in New Mexico. He and I, we'd come home for a specific thing. We were driving between Las Cruces, New Mexico, and El Paso on I, on I, what is that, 10? 10? Yeah, on I-10. And, uh, and we were talking about, in our younger days, in our high school days, how we used to, about 3 in the morning, we'd have drag races on I, I-10 between El Paso and Cien, how quick you could get from Las Cruces to El Paso, which is 40 miles away. So we're driving down the freeway, this is years ago, and he goes, he goes, so let's see how fast we can get to a town right in between Las Cruces and El Paso called Anthony. Let's see how fast we can get there. You know, he's in one of his cars. <laughs> but while he's driving, what's he doing? Yeah. Why? Because he's driving 120, 130, 140. 150, 160, you know, and the speed limit's 70. <laughs> and so all of a sudden he's driving, 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 getting faster and faster and faster, you know, and, and, and we get to our destination and nobody got us, but, but both of us were going, we're like holding our breath. So we just, why? Because we've, we had a fear of the police. Right? We had a fear of what the police would do or what they'd say or that we'd get tickets or whatever would happen, they'd throw us in jail or whatever. Who, who knows what would happen as a result of it? But when you obey the voice of God and you do what God tells you to do, there's no fear of what men do. See? So this, there's all kinds of rules and laws and regulations, but was it right for us to drive that fast? What did God say? Yeah, I know what the speed limit is. And the Bible says, obey the laws of the land, and we should do that. What we're doing is, because we're disobeying the laws of the land, we're putting our lives and, 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 you know, could put other people's lives in jeopardy as a result of driving so fast and doing what we did, see? And, and, and so what's real liberating is to be able to live your life fearing and reverencing God and obeying God and at the same time, you obey the laws of the land or you navigate the laws of the land led by the Holy Spirit. You navigate the things that are out there and you, you overcome situations and, and deal with situations along the way. There's stuff to be dealt with, but we've got to be able to hear the voice of God from that secret safe place in our soul that has been renewed and is dealing with itself 
on a day-to-day basis so that we're not constantly tormented, not knowing what to do, and, and, and as a result, we're distracted, and the enemy gets us in this place where he defeats us. He gets us in this trap where he defeats us because we're constantly distracted by natural things. God wants you focused on him and your soul and your mind renewed so that you're not distracted and you don't find yourself trapped all the time. Because I tell you, when you're in a trap soulishly, when you're in a trap in your mind, you're not really most of the time any good for anyone else. I find most people meditating on things that they really can't do anything about. Most people find themselves meditating on things they can't do anything about when God's given us a book to meditate on of all the things that we can do. Everybody say this with me. I can can. do all things things. through Christ Christ. who strengthens me. How many things? All things. And here's the all things. I can do all these things. I can do all this stuff right here, all of this, but my focus and my meditation and my time and my attention has got to be on this. And living in that secret place wherever I go, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, no matter where I find myself, there's going to be stuff coming against you, attacks and issues and situations come, but I'm telling you, when you're in that secret place, you can overcome every single situation every single time. When your confidence is in God. Can you say amen? Amen. Psalm 23 is a great psalm. It says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, verse 1. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And what does he do? He restores your soul. I don't know about you, but that that passage just seems like a secret place, a safe place, a place that you can go into and and be protected. Why? Because of of the restoration that goes on with his word in your mind to deliver your way of thinking so that you don't, you're not afraid You're not in fear over what men say or people say or situations dictate. But you're in faith as your soul is being restored in the fact that God is who he said he is. Because if you don't believe that he is who he says he is, then just because it says it doesn't mean it will work for you. You have to believe it. He restores your soul. He leads you in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, how much do you fear? I will fear no evil. Where? In that secret place, in that safe place in your soul. Why? Because your soul, your soul is being restored. For you are with me, Lord, your rod and your staff, or your word and your spirit, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, not maybe, surely, not sometimes, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me 
all the days of my life, and I will dwell where? In the house of the Lord forever, that secret place, that safe place. That's where, I, that's where I'm going to live. I'm going to allow my mind to live there. Old things are passed away. Everything is brand new. I'm not going to meditate on the things of, of yesterday. I'm going to meditate today on what God says is true, and I'm going to live in that safe place, and I will not, I will not allow myself to be ensnared and entrapped by the enemy but I am living my life tripping traps all over the place. Everywhere I go, tripping another trap. Huh? Tripping another mind, mind field, mind bomb, or uh, what, what do you call it? Landmine, that's it. <clears throat> Something like that. I knew there was land and mines and bombs and all that in, in there somewhere. But a landmine. Tripping landmines wherever, you know, at least I see this in the movies, you know, in, in, in the war movies where, you know, they, they, they'll have certain, like a real thin line of something, and they'll trip that, and the landmine will go, or they'll step in a certain place where there's a landmine, and it blows. God wants us to be so sensitive to his voice that we trip in those things. So, so every time a thought comes, you've got you to gotta relate landmines and, and trip wires and, and, and snares or traps, you've got to relate those to thoughts that come to your mind. And every time a thought comes to try to tell you that, well, you know, you're disqualified because of what you did last week. Oh, really? Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, but I just read here where the Word says thus and so. See? Well, you know, you, you, you can't do that because uh, you, you, you've never gone here or done this or you didn't go to school or you, 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 you're too stupid. And, you know, so-and-so could do that, but you can't because you're not good enough. No, 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 no. No, the, the Bible says this. See, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ. So when you practice tripping those traps of the enemy by taking authority over the thoughts that come and try to tell you things that are not true according to the word what happens is you become more secure and in a safer place than you've ever been before so that no matter what comes you're tripping traps instead of receiving lies amen you're called to trip traps instead of receiving lies you know every you you, you go meditate on this thought right here Every negative report that you ever get from someone else about someone else is a lie. So if Brian comes to me and he tells me something that Dale did, and he plants a thought, a negative thought about Dale, to me, what he's done is he's set a trap for me to, to get caught in. Because if I receive what he says about Dale, and then I start looking at Dale and judging Dale based on his words instead of looking at Dale and judging Dale based on God's word, what happens is let God be true God says about Dale, and let everything else that man says be a lie. So every negative word you hear about anybody is a lie. I don't know about you, I don't want to be caught receiving lies. Hmm? 
You know what brings success in life? Humility and honesty. <laughs> how success is how smart you are, how dedicated. No, no, no. Humility and honesty. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will exalt you at the proper time. Exaltation. I don't know any greater success than being exalted by God. Hmm? And honesty and truth is what will liberate you and set you free. Humility and honesty, the two keys to success in life. In anything that you do. But just remember that about how these lies come to tra entrap us. Because see, if you receive something negative about another person... And then you judge that person that way instead of believing the word about them. And you got to really practice that because it's very easy to receive negative reports. Then what will you do with something else that comes? And something else that comes? And something else that comes? And then I just kind of have this picture. <laughs> here, here you are. Here, here, here somebody is. And they got a trap. They've got solid traps all around them. And then and, and they're nine deep. <laughs> and there's no way out. What do you do when you're like that? I don't know about you, but I'm gonna call on the helper. <laughs> help me. I need you to help me trip some traps. I can't get to anything, and the only thing I can trip that trap with is my own finger. All of a sudden, he'll give you stuff, and he'll reveal. See, he won't trip all the traps for you, but he'll help you. So he won't trip all this stuff and shut all this stuff down, but he'll help you. Man, will he help you. I mean, he'll help us. In, and listen, listen, no matter what popular opinion says, you need help. Everybody say amen. amen. You were created to need help. From the Holy Ghost. You and I need help. And as we allow him to help us and empower us, man, it's amazing what you can find yourself really involved in doing and accomplishing and helping other people instead of bringing other people down. We don't wanna, I don't want to bring people down. I don't want to be caught bringing people down. Matthew 6, just this passage and one more and I'm done. Matthew 6. That's a great passage. I'm just going to read it. And uh, that's Mark. Matthew 6 and verse, um, where am I? 25. He said, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, about your body, what you're going to put on. Is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not, are you not of more value than they are? Another question. Only you can answer that. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature, can add anything to his life? Nobody. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today 
is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, don't worry. But watch this. Don't worry saying, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? How am I going to pay this bill? What am I going to do here? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Watch this. For after all these things that you need, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all this stuff will be added, in other words. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry. How many times there did he tell you not to worry? There's no reason to worry. These traps get set to worry. We get our foot caught in there, and we're worrying. And I mean, the, 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 you know, the pieces of the trap, I mean, they got big teeth, and they're, in your, they're, they're, they're pulling on you, and they're weighing on you, and it's hurting, and you're frustrated, and you're constantly doing this. And what happens is when we forget the word and we don't put the word to work, then the worry takes over by saying the opposite of the word. Notice he said, don't worry saying. Don't worry saying. Don't find yourself worrying saying. What am I going to eat? How am I going to take care of this? Oh my God, what about this situation? Oh my gosh, in this situation. And if I hadn't have done that, and then the enemy comes and tells you, yeah, but you're in this situation because all these bad things that you've done. I can't find that in Scripture. I can't find in Scripture that things happen to people because of all the bad that they've done. I don't find that in Scripture. Things just happen. Right? And when you're in a safe place, and you're in the secret place, and the Holy Spirit's navigating your life, it's the Holy Ghost that keeps us out of traps. He's helping us. No, 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 watch it. Don't take that thought. Don't take that thought. Don't let that stuff come out of your mouth. The other day, I was somewhere, and I said something out of my mouth about someone else. And I mean, I mean, it was coming out of my mouth. And I'm going, no, come back. And it was too late, and it was out of my mouth. And there was a bunch of people sitting around, and I said it. With me, I need accountability to it. I text my wife. I told her, I said, she was sitting there. She heard it. I said to my wife, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. I repent. I didn't, that, that did nothing for anybody. All it did was focus negatively on a certain person. And I could, I could, I know better than that. And I, but I could, I could hear it when it was coming out of my mouth. Why? Because I've trained myself to live in this secret place, this safe place. I'm not saying that I'm always there and everything works all, but I've trained myself so I could hear myself saying that. So when it actually came out of my mouth and I allowed it to come out of my mouth, I just had to repent for it. No, I'm not going to let words of my mouth to, to pull other people down. I'm here to build people up. I want to encourage people. I want to encourage people that no matter what they've ever done in their life, how many mistakes they've ever made, how many mistakes they made last night, if they can be empowered to live and get closer to this secret place and this safe place in their life by just doing the word. Yeah, Pastor, you don't know. I've done this 47 times. Okay, 
But one of the reasons we do something 47 times and we keep doing it is because we're not doing any word. We're allowing the traps that are set to get us by saying things that are contrary to the word. So just start saying things in, 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 from the word and allow the word to, in your life to trip those traps. I want to stop myself. And it doesn't mean that thoughts don't come and you got all these negative opinions about people and things like that. I mean, yeah, they're there. But I want to stop myself before I say it. I don't want to have to clean the mess up, text my wife and repent for saying what I did about someone else. I don't want to do that. I want to stop myself ahead of time. And you know what? If I let the helper help me, I can do it. If I try to do it on my own, I'll do it for a while, but sooner or later I'm going to screw up and then I'm going to be under condemnation and feel bad. Ah, this doesn't work. That works if you let the helper help you. And if you, if you look at every day as a new day full of, full of fresh mercy and grace and forgiveness and allow that to empower you to do the next thing right, Man, you're just, every one of you is sitting here today with an opportunity to stand up in these chairs, walk out those doors, and go do something right. Yeah! Hmm? We get to go do right. We get to live right. We get to act right. And every time we screw up, old things are passed away. I'm going to do it right. And it almost sounds like the focus is that you're not supposed to focus on the fact that something was done wrong and that's really not the way it works but the more you focus on doing right and you find yourself doing right what's going to happen you won't have time to do wrong that's true it really works that way and Philippians 4 and I'll end with this Go back and read some of these passages. I read, I read a lot today, but just go back and read some of these passages as we end with this. Philippians 4. And verse 4. Well, just move up to verse 6. Be anxious or worried about only two things a day. (laughs) Didn't say that. Said be worried and anxious about nothing. Right? And how do you do that? By not taking, not allowing your word to voice things that thoughts that came across your mind want you to voice and entrap you. Right? So he said, be anxious for nothing, but instead, by prayer and supplication, with a heart of thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes your understanding, goes beyond what your natural mind tries to tell you, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And verse 8 is the key. This is what you have to practice. This verse 8 right here is what you have to practice all the time. Let's read it. let's, Let's look at it together. Finally, brethren, verse 8, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything worthy, anything that is praiseworthy or worthy of praise, meditate on these things. Verse 9, 
the things which you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, come on. Wouldn't you rather be able to say, look, the things that you see me doing, you do, and the God of peace will be with you. Than to say, well, this is what you need to do, just don't do what I do. I don't want to be like that. I mean, and you know, all of us in some form or another are or have been or whatever in those ways because we've done something screwy. Well, you don't want people to do that. So, you know, don't tell everybody what you, everything you do, okay? Just start doing right. You don't need to lay all your dirty laundry out before all of humanity to see and, and, and let everybody know all the mistakes and things that you make. Just start doing right. And I'm telling you what will happen is it will really erase stuff. It will be like the mistakes you've made in the past were like a dream. It's like they're not even there. They're like a dream. You don't have to give in to any of this stuff. We don't have to give in to the fears and the snares and the traps that come because of the fear of man. What are the people going to think about us? Who cares what they think? At the end of the day, who cares what people think? 